Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And if you hear beeping this episode, it's not because you're crazy. It's because there's work happening outside of my window right now. But you could also still be crazy. You could be crazy. But some people just have zero respect for podcasters and their random times that they record. Don't they know that we do not record at a regular time and day anymore? Jeez, people. Jesus. Just, just, I mean, come on. Some people need to think. <laughs> yes. And be caring for your you know, local <laughs> podcast. Right? It is, um, it, it is just callous and uncaring the way they're, they're treating they're local podcasters. Bastards. Anyway, on that note, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so Hero Gasm arrived on the boys, and it was way different than I thought it was going to be. And uh, I was actually here for it. So there's that. Uh, we obviously have the penultimate episode of Soups and Lolo. And then uh, some news. We're, it's gonna be, we're going we're gonna to keep this one to like a tight 45. <laughs> Right? Maybe. I don't know. Is that beeping? Is that beeping saying that uh, all signs point to no? Or yes? How Which dare one? you? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, we got some news bites. We're going to talk. We've got our, our Top Gun Maverick climb to a billion watch going on. Um, more Ezra Miller news, which has replaced uh, Amber Heard as our favorite celebrity to talk about. And then Groomer Flicks is laying people off. Yeah, that's that's some that's a lot of stuff. I uh, I refuse Netflix. to call it I refuse to call it Netflix ever again, until until they get rid of like all the grooming stuff that's on there. I don't even know what's on there. I mean, and I get it. Like, here's the here's the oh here we'll, 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 when we get to that we'll talk about it. Uh, anyway, yeah. how's your week? Things are good. Yes, it's fr- it's Friday. Yeah, Friday as as the kids say. Froye. Froyo? I remember Fro- I remember Froyo. Froyo. Yeah, right? Um it's all good stuff. But uh yeah. I don't it's been an interesting week. So um for sure. Uh week two at the new job. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Still not gonna tell you where I work. Um I'm actually you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not even gonna update my LinkedIn. I've had like three people. I've had three people from my own job say so like, "But yeah, where you? Where, where'd you land?" I said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> so much special. No, you know why? Just to troll people. <laughs> uh, just because I, because I, because I can, <laughs> and a wheel. Anyway, um, yeah. But you're moving soon, which is fun. So, I can't believe you're moving to Alabama. Yes. Actually, you're, no, you're moving to Texas because of Arch Manning. So. Oh, geez. Well, maybe moving to Oregon because of Dante Moore. It's a joke. I, I don't know who that uh, is, but okay. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I will be, well, funny enough, I will be moving right next door to where I, I technically still live. Yeah. But. <laughs> and we're going to hang out tomorrow as of this recording, which I don't think I've seen you in like a month and a half. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's been a while. I miss I mean, you. It's been a lot of stuff just going miss on you so both much. sides. So just don't, just you know, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't try and kiss me again. That's just not okay. It's 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 uh, unwelcome. With the- it's unwelcomed. It's non-consensual. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what the five fingers said to the face? <laughs> no, what? You will. <laughs> Uh, or to quote to quote Soldier Boy, Bill Cosby made some strong drinks. <laughs> we'll get to that. Anyway, let's uh, let's just jump into uh, or, or blast off, however, take off, punch take it, off. hit yeah. the danger zone with uh, with Top Gun Mavericks. How is climb to zone? a thousand zone? Or climb to the danger zone. Climb to a billion. Uh, so as of recording, and so this is as of Wednesday, June second. Uh, or June 22nd, sorry, uh, the worldwide box office for Top Gun Maverick is $913,321,180 and change. Um, and if it keeps going like it's going, by the time we record next week, it should be at a billion dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the best part about this. 
The domestic haul is four hundred eighty-six million two hundred twenty-one one hundred eighty thousand dollars or one hundred eighty dollars. Um, the international is four hundred twenty-seven one hundred thousand dollars. Um, so that's fifty-three percent of its box office is from the domestic box office. So if it crosses a billion, it's definitely crossing five hundred million. Um, oh yeah. Here in the oh. in the good old U.S. of A. And I would think the next two weekends, because uh, it made 44 last year, mm-hmm. last weekend, I think it'll be a good weekend. And then you have the following weekend is going to be the 4th of July weekend. Right. Which so I, is going to be, let's go Merca. Yeah. So I, I, I would see that, that depending, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to do this weekend, maybe 25, something around those. I, 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 I would think there was a possibility it could get even higher than what it's going to do this weekend right. the following weekend just one, because of the holiday one would hope um you know i mean you've got like you said you've got this weekend next weekend and you know plus the whole week in between because it has been i mean it has been steady like the last two months last monday was uh 600 or 6 million this monday was 7 million or almost 8 million so I'm looking at the dailies on Box Office yeah, Mojo. Yeah, that's where I am right has, now, too. Which, yeah. There's links so to it, Box Office Mojo, so you can go see this. Yeah, so it, it had a, a bigger Wednesday <laughs> than Jurassic World Dominion. Right. Well, and it had a bigger and Buzz, Sunday. And Lightyear. Well, it's always going to have better than Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> nobody wants to see that garbage. So did you see, and oh, I should add it to News Bites, but oh well. Uh, we can talk about it because it, it works with this. So apparently... Disney Pixar or Pixar didn't want to have like the gay kiss in there. And no, I didn't know that. And then they were, they were like forced to put it back in. So, um, I don't know. I was, I was, so I watched the pitch meeting on it because, you know, honestly, if I'm not going to watch a movie, I'm just going to watch Ryan talk about it. And, Oh, so he was like, yeah, I this didn't know is, there was a pitch meeting this, out on so it. So this is the movie that Andy went to see that made him want Buzz Lightyear. So it's like, a, it was a 90s action movie. And, you know, the producer guys is like, oh, so it's going to be like an, a 90s action movie with lots of action. No, none of that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I did not know. Oh, that yeah. was out yet. So I got to so, go see, I gotta you know, see that after we record. <laughs> um, so at the end, he's like, yeah, this is going to make him want to go uh, buy Buzz Lightyear. And he's like, I think it's going to make him want to go and buy Socks the Cat because <laughs> that seems like the best <laughs> character. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, just by the commercial, Socks looks pretty cool. Yeah, right? I want a Socks the Cat. Yeah, that's going to be the number one selling toy for a movie that nobody saw. Anyway, but yeah, so exciting stuff for the uh, the Top Gun Maverick camp and, you know, just a normal movie from 2012. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so going to the other end of the spectrum for something that's not normal or from 2012, our good friend Ezra Miller is back at it. <laughs> oh, man. So... Um, since we last left Ezra Miller, he has apparently been hosting a 25-year-old mother and her three children uh, at their Vermont farm. Oh, I'm sorry. At his, Ezra. At his, his. Yeah, his, his Vermont, Vermont farm. farm. I'm not going to use these pronouns like this when no. they're not singular. For him, at least. Because he's a nut job and doesn't deserve any respect. He deserves to be in jail, awaiting trial, to duly be sentenced based on a jury of his peers. Anyway, um, so living at his Vermont farm, the living arrangement worries the child's, the children's father, as well as two others with knowledge of the situation. So here's the thing. Um, This is from Rolling Stone. I don't care about two others with knowledge of the situation in this case. Let's just worry about the children's dad. Yeah. All right. Um, but it says here, the two sources with knowledge of the situation expressed concern to Rolling Stone that it's an unsafe environment for children alleging they are una- there are unattended guns strewn around the home on Miller's 96-acre property. One source who, like the other, requested anonymity for fear of retribution recalled an instance where one of the children, a one-year-old, allegedly picked up a loose bullet and put it in her mouth. But the mother, who, like the father, uh, Rolling Stone is not naming, claims that Miller had helped her escape from a violent and abusive ex, helped me finally have a safe environment for me and my three young children. Safe with guns and loose bullets lying around. Like, I mean, this is like safe as Alec Baldwin would describe safe on a movie set with a gun. 
Yeah, and again, unless they were childhood friends or something along those lines, just the idea of this in and of itself is very strange at right. best. Well, he, he met her in Hawaii in March. Yeah, so, like, this is... She's been living is, there. They, she's been there since mid-April. They met in March. So, okay, let's let's but, just... Like the the shortest possible time, they met for two weeks, and now she lives on his farm with her children. <laughs> so what hap- What happened with all this? Uh, and I, I can't remember if it says that because this is specifically focusing on this story. Well, yeah, but about or what was that a couple weeks ago? Maybe they've already resolved that because I haven't. Like, oh no, totally none of the other stuff has been um, resolved yet. There's the two protective orders. One from. Um, what's her name? Iron eyes who, you know, her family, her family of, of, of activists who let her go with a grown man when she was 14 to London. So, you know, that's excellent parenting. Um, you know, right. they, they, they put in for their protective protective order or, or, you know, restraining order. And then the other family with the 12 year old who's with him for some reason is, you know, so here's what I was thinking. He is creating his own Branch Davidian type cult. So there was David Koresh, right? Who, who convinced 165 people that he was Jesus. So when you think about what you've done in your life, he convinced 165 people that he was Jesus. That's the bar. <laughs> That's yeah. If you want to be considered a success, you don't catch 92 touchdowns and then resi- retire because you don't think you can get eight more. <laughs> you uh you just man child anyway no you convince 167 people 166 people that you're jesus and then you're the most successful person of all time um just try not to let the atf gas a bunch of kids you know that would be that would be definitely more successful anyway but no he's trying to uh wow i just went out i just i just went at it didn't i right there uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but he's not, he's not, um, I mean, he's just, he's this weird dude who is making things worse for himself every week. Um, I guess his farm is not amongst like the licensed cultivators. So he's not allowed to grow more than six plants and sell to wholesalers. So, because yeah. there was talk about like the cannabis board, um, and like you know he's growing cannabis or something. Anyway, I, it's just such a strange situation. How like here's the thing, I am not going to see the Flash if he's in it for even one minute, other than to like magically be turned into Barry Allen from like Dylan O'Brien, Grant Gustafson just a random CGI character that is a nameless, faceless person voiced by Will Friedel. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out what Warner's play here yeah. and W because they've said nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Over and again, this this is just the latest in a long line of Ezra Miller is a knucklehead, and that's actually probably too gentle of a term for what he is right is, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is just this is just the latest. I mean, you know, t- what was that two years ago? You know, the choking choke slam in a woman, yeah. then all the stuff going on in Hawaii, mm-hmm. then the most recent thing, his DUI, then you had him throwing a freaking chair at someone on stage. Right. I believe which, which I believe what's a woman. Oh, you had the as video well. of him threatening to kill the like the KKK people and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. like at one at one point is 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 he too much for Warners to deal with? Um, yeah, because, and, and I, you know, I'll keep going. Well, just cause you know, just to, to circle it back to, to Johnny Depp, like there were allegations where he wasn't even named and they're like, yeah, you're done. You're done, dude. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not in the fantastic beasts anymore. We're going to go off and we're going to make this, this new movie and it's going to be awesome. And it wasn't, and it bombed. And part of the reason it bombed because Mads Mikkelsen and Johnny Depp are not the same actor. They're not even like yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Why I like him very much is not in the same caliber of acting as Johnny Depp. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, I really, and there are certain things I, he would be better in than Johnny Depp. The thing is Johnny Depp was this character 
and Johnny Depp had that he he had that flair that you wanted for this character. Mm-hmm. Mads, as much as I love him as an actor, oh, yeah. he doesn't have that same. He's more he has more of that stoic type presence. Cerebral that, again, cerebral. Yeah, perfect uh, word. Cerebral presence that wouldn't have. It wasn't as strong for that character. And again, it's all about the characters you're playing. Uh, but again, with Miller. I, now, I've seen several headlines and several video titles saying that Warner's is done with him or question mark, is Warner's done with him after this? Of what, you know, what, whatever's right. floating under the rumor tree. I haven't, we seen don't a, know. I haven't seen a statement from Warner's about him or Amber yes. Heard for that matter. Um, nope. Because everyone's like, oh, she's out. Well, you know, I mean, they, they said during the trial that they reduced her, uh, her, her time in the movie greatly. And like the rumor she's in about like 10 minutes of it. Um, but yeah, so so we'll see. I, I mean, yeah. it's just I mean, we've already talked about what I mean. If they need to either scrap the movie or recast him and reshoot it, I, yep, throw some CG in there or something. I, I don't know. Honestly, but they're better they, off just scrapping the movie. I think so too. Yeah, and, and taking the hit and being like, "Look, look, we 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 have this huge insurance like." you know claim because our star went off the went off the rails <laughs> yeah and uh and god forbid if something very bad happens to either these kids in this mm-hmm. situation or someone else that it has a run-in with ezra miller right because i'm not even talking about something bad happening to ezra miller anymore mm-hmm. i honestly, i don't want, I don't want bad. anything I bad to happen care. to him i want i, I want no, him to get help no. i want him to stop yeah whatever this is that he's doing and and you know yeah yeah but that's for me that's secondary maybe tertiary to other people that he could hurt sure so that's what i'm saying like if something happens to other people because i mean directly because of his actions and no one and and because one warners didn't say anything two they didn't push him or whatever to get help or try or reach out to and again they could be reaching out i don't i'm not going to say they aren't it's just we haven't seen anything on their end, and they were pretty quick to dismiss themselves or not like uh, dismiss themselves from the whole Johnny Depp thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they they've they've almost set a precedent in how they're going to behave. But with Ezra Miller and with Amber Heard, they they've remained quiet. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just it's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, here, here's the thing: is is hopefully, so, like cooler heads prevail. He gets the help that he needs, and nobody gets yes. hurt. Everybody. Yes, like, that's what you know, I'm. That's yeah. That, that's the Absolutely. ideal thing. Like, there's no lasting trauma for any of these like younger kids, and you know whatever. But yeah, all right. Let's uh let's move on to our last bit of news for the day. Um, groomer flicks. And, you know, you hate to see people laid off, right? Like, we've all been laid off. We've all lost jobs. It, it sucks. It's no fun. Um, but as far as this goes, it says here, layoffs hit Groomer Flicks again with the streamer letting go of roughly 300 staffers on Thursday. The cuts across multiple business functions in the company with the bulk, bulk of the jobs lost in the U.S., uh, these new layoffs, which Variety first reported earlier in the week, would be coming hit just a few weeks after the streaming giant, which has a global workforce of roughly 11,000 staffers, made an original round of reductions of similar size in May. At the time, Netflix laid off, I'm sorry, Groomer Felix laid off 150 employees and dozens of contractors and part-time workers. The streamer indicated more rounds of layoffs would be coming this year following that first group as the company tries to adjust for its heavily weakened stock price. Um, yeah, so I mean, they, they, their, their revenue growth is at a standstill. If not, you know, they're starting to, to go backwards a little bit. It says here, Netflix has lost close to 70% of its value since it was announced. It was down by 200,000 subscribers at the end of Q1. It's expected to lose yeah. another 2 million subs in Q2. On Thursday, Netflix stock opened at $180 per share um, with trading uh, $180.08 per share and was trading at $180.90 and 93 cents 
uh, just after 11 o'clock Eastern time, shares of Netflix were, shade, were trading north of $600 in January. Wow. So um, they're cutting costs to keep their margins at 20%. Um, they still spent... Still plan to spend aggressively on content with a budget of $17 billion in 2022 for shows and films, which is roughly in line with what they shelled out last year. Here's the problem. Is, is Netflix, one, lost all of the, I'm just going to put this on in the background shows that they had because they mm-hmm. belonged to other people. And then the stuff yeah. that they've done as far as originals hasn't been great. Like we've liked some of the stuff, um, you know, I, like atypical, I think was, is one of my like mostly favorite shows that they did as far as an original goes. Um, sex education was really good up until season this one. last season. Um, season one was really excellent though. Um, the one where the, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. The, it only had the eight episodes where the little girl got the superpowers, um, was really decent, but, yeah, I just, I think they killed off, I mean, they killed House of Cards with the way they, they handled the Kevin Spacey thing. Um, I still haven't seen that part. At like all? Like that last season. Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch no, the last, no. yeah, I didn't watch the last two. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't know. To me, it's like they've made these stupid moves for, for like all this like weird overly sexual like things like big mouth and like that kind of stuff that they have which like i tried to watch because the kid was like can i watch this and i was like well let me check it out first and i watched it. i was like absolutely not <laughs> no not. so my friends no. i don't care what your friends um you know no no I, I i think you know like so this is like the thing that i remember running into back in the day with the um like the Marvel and the DC animated movies when they first started. And even South Park, people were like, well, it's animated. It's for kids. No, no, none of this is for kids. So, um, Fritz, the cat was animated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an old school thing. Yeah. Right. Jeez, dude. What was the one stripperella with Pam Anderson? Do you yeah. remember that? Um, yeah. But yeah. So, so the thing is, is, um, you know, it, it's just like they're not putting out things that people want to spend their money on. And as gas prices go up, as the economy continues to struggle, as inflation, like, you know, continues to, to go up and up and up, you, you have to cut back. Um, you know, I cut back on Netflix because one, I didn't use it. Two, I didn't really like what they had. And three, they had a whole bunch of stuff where they don't want people like us watching their shows. So we should oblige them. So I, I will say this as far as some of the stuff you mentioned. I will, it's not, and it's not just that they're putting out stuff that, you know, not consist. They're inconsistent with their quality. Mm-hmm. But I also think based on some of the stuff we've, you know, how much we're putting into this movie and this show, it's way too much money. Yeah. Be smarter about it. And and again, I will I will reemphasize that point about stuff that they're putting in into these into netflix that people like us will not watch and don't watch and one of the things i think that is a positive for netflix over the last year and a half two years is they're bringing in a lot more foreign content Mm -hmm. which like squid game things like that yeah yeah. Uh, like kingdom and a lot of south korean stuff which is great not just squid game even stuff before squid game sure i I mean squid game's probably the thing that people know the most oh yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but I think, you know, being smarter with their decisions, which obviously they haven't been, and I don't mean just stuff like cuties. I mean just from a budgetary standpoint. And it's it, it sometimes it seemed like, hey, if somebody gives them an idea, uh, just if they get one, some of the pitches or some of the thing, the content I've seen, it's mm-hmm. as if, was this a first draft? Right. Well, okay, so they put up um, a clip from the, uh, what's it called? Um the Sparrow or the Sparrow, the Umbrella Academy, right up on okay. um, Netflix UK, and I watched it, and because I had been thinking about, okay, I'm gonna, I might, I might just add this so I can watch it. Anyway, so I put it on, and it was just like the CG was awful. 
it was so bad. Like the like the quality of 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 the you know the execution of the quality of of what I was looking at was not good. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I don't I don't need to do this then. Yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten a chance. I've been watching Stranger Things. We've just started season four, which is, is honestly, the first episode has been good. I, I mean, I'm a fan of Stranger Things, but Stranger Things, it's almost, I would almost call that an outlier as far as quality of a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing on, because the, there is a ton of content, uh, Netflix specific content or Netflix exclusive content that is just not good. Yeah. I mean, and then you add to the fact that they do some of the stuff like cuties and defend the shit. It doesn't, it, it's, it was bad enough about some of that, like before that happened and you could see some of the stuff going on and some of the quality, then they do that. And then people have, you know, you know what people do what you did. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, you know what? Net, I don't use Netflix as much as I need or as yeah. much as I should to justify the cost. Right. They do shit like this and they have sub, um, you know, suboptimal quality. Why am I paying for it? Mm -hmm. exactly. And so they've lost a lot of trust in the last year or so. And this is what, you know, you know they were reaping the rewards of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, like, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. I think, no, no. you know, I, you know, it's just at the end of the day, um, it, it just all comes down to value. And for yeah. me, there was no value to what they're offering. Yeah. Plain and simple. So they, I mean, they, they, they have a long way to go, especially now with so many streaming servers and streaming options out there, they have a long way to go to regain trust and regain a foot. I mean, not regain the foothold, but right. get back to where. No, I even, think, I think you're right. Like if they want to go back to being like the market leader and, and like have the, the highest market share, they have to they have to really do this and they have to figure out like okay are we going to spend money on original content or are we going to go get stuff back that people actually want to watch so good luck yeah yeah good luck yeah all right so let's uh let's move on to the boys uh, <laughs> it's um uh, it's hero gasm time Daryl. yeah and I will say I was for the hero gasm app. And again, just like I told you, I, I didn't organically come across hero gasm during the, my uh, reading of the boys. Cause mm -hmm. I, I didn't read that far, but as, right. as I heard about it over the years, I did kind of go back and yeah. you know, take a look at some you of the stuff that happened. It. So yeah, I was not an organic viewer of hero gasm. And, you know, after seeing two seasons of the boys and seeing what we've seen in this mm -hmm. third season, I had, I honestly had my thoughts were this was going to be just over the top ridiculous. And I was just going to be so disgusted by this. Even if the episode around it was good, I was going to be like, Oh gosh, they could have chilled. They should have toned that down. I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised that they, it seemed like they had more, they had more restraint than I expected based on what we've seen so far. Right. Um, so oh, 100% and you know, I think like compared to the first episode <laughs> yeah, versus, versus the, <laughs> this episode, um, the first episode was way more graphic. Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely. Um, so no, I, I, in I that regard, it. I liked the episode a lot. Um, we, we got, we got some pretty like kind of important stuff between Huey and Annie um, that happened pretty much the same way that it happened in the, uh, in the comic. Mm -hmm. So, well, not and, exactly the same, but like, you know, yeah. similar enough. And notwithstanding the fight, which again, I've had a discussion with my friends that mm -hmm. a great fight or a great, you know, action event does not make a great episode as, right. And we were we were discussing the Obi Wan finale. Oh, I was like, yeah, great fight. That doesn't mean the episode was great, right. and the episode was not great. Right. But notwithstanding that great fight at the end of this, there were so many important character moments in here, where you can understand where certain characters were coming from. Like you just mentioned Huey and his, you know, t the talk that they he had with Annie, and 
some people, if they if they hear him, just hear his words, they'll be like, dude, tough it out. You know, right. she's stronger than that is not what he's saying. Right. He he's saying that he wants to be able to, if push comes to shove, help protect her. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of he's a strong man, but in the sense of you know he wants to be able to give equally as a partner. Right. That's what he's saying. But a lot of people don't see that. That's what he's saying. You have a great you know the, you know the mother's milk, the conversation mm-hmm. he has with Annie, and you hear more about him. You hear uh, you know Soldier Boy with when he's talking to Huey about you know. Right. Yeah, I I come back and this is what it's almost like a fallen, you know, a soldier left behind or forgotten. Right. Uh, You had a man, Anthony Starr. So good. The moment he has with himself in the mirror. Is. Only like he's one of those few actors that can make a homicidal. Maniac, basically. You you feel empathy for for he's my favorite character. I love him. I love, I love how conflicted he is. I love how he yeah. he wants to be a hero. He really does, but he has no idea how to do it. And I just watched um the the diabolical episode where he first got introduced. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that's about. I yeah. haven't watched. Well, any of those. so there it's it's animated, and so they're all different. Yeah, I, I know. It's an anthology, yeah. but there's one where he it's the one where he first gets introduced and he goes on his first mission and he ends up killing. Like, well, he, he goes to, to kill the, um, the, the hostage taker and he ends up killing one of the hostages first. And then he's like, Oh God, Oh God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then he freaks out and he just starts killing everybody. (laughs) Um, and black noir is there. And at that point, black noir was like the leader of the seven and like, he Mm -hmm. was like their main guy. And, um, uh, um, Elizabeth Shue's character, Stitwell, Madeline Stitwell, was like, "Hey, you know, he's he's gonna turn on you and and do this and do that," and so he's like freaked out about that. And then Black Noir helped him, and it was just it was really cool. I'm I'm gonna have to check that out then. So, um, the, you know, they're not all they're not all winners, <laughs> you know. It's it's yeah. an anthology series, but um, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely have to fun missed. to watch. Yeah. So, okay. And you know, it's voiced by the actors and stuff like that. So, um, like Stan Edgar is, is voiced by John Carlo Esposito in that. And like the joy in which he introduces Homelander, it was, was really, really cool. Um, so, but this one, we, we, we see Butcher and Huey helping soldier boy track down his old teammates who, who turned on him. Um, and we get the TNT twins. (laughs) Fenris. Um, they were, uh, they were interesting. They were an interesting pair, right? <laughs> so. It was like the almost like the the you know the child slash teen stars, and you see them later in life, and it's it's not necessarily a pretty sight. It was like Haley Joel's uh, Haley Joel Osment's character from the first season, the preceptor yeah. or whatever his name was, who was a childhood hero, and then now is just kind of a scumbag. Um, yeah. Their arguments were pretty funny. Them hosting Herogasm, and we'll get we'll get to like more of Herogasm. But um, it was interesting how, like, I felt there were three. I didn't feel like there was really an A story in this episode. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were three B stories with Butcher, Huey, and Soldier Boy, Annie and Mother's Milk, and then Frenchie and Kamiko. Yeah, which uh, again, that was another one that was. Right. The Frenchie Kamiko and Nina tying. Yeah. I think it was Nina, right? Yeah. Nina's the. Yeah, little Nina. The, yeah. Um, and then there was like a C story under those three, which was the Vought stuff, like with, with the Deep right. and A Train and, and all of that. Um, but, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no you're right. Yeah. Uh, just like just talking about so much that was going on. And like you said, you, you, you watched this before I did. And you mentioned how there's just a lot of stuff setting up for the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And man, there are so many. And I'm, I'm just wondering how, how are we going to get you know all of this stuff tied up? Not just what we mentioned, but what you mentioned. I love that the Annie and uh, Frenchie or not the Annie, but Annie. the Nina Frenchie yeah. uh, Kamiko thing where, man, that was tough watching. And, and him, her trying to say, you have to choose who I'm going to shoot. Right. Uh, but then you have the A train thing where, so and so that's part on, of that Vought thing, right? With A train yeah. and the deep and and um, Black Noir. Um, 
I, I think that these were all things that were set up to be paid off later on for the most part. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, the A train thing was crazy. Yeah. For, well, first of all, he, I, I do like how uh, Ashley calls him out. Like, mm. oh, now that it's happened to you, right? Uh, now you want you want something to happen. Like, yeah. you can go screw like, f yourself. <laughs> and and she then pulls when you pulls out her hair, oh, oh, even his reaction right? was that was. But she's the so scene unhinged. you have with him, yeah. Oh, she she's yeah she's very unhinged. The scene you have with him at A Train, and when he, he bumps into Huey mm-hmm. at Hero Gasm. And Huey is, I think Huey got more pissed that he knew A Train was being legitimate in his apology. Yeah. When he's like, you never apologize for Robin. And A Train apologizes, and you could feel that apology. And Huey's, Huey, that righteous anger, that righteous indignation. And he's like, you can't, he was, you could see it on his face. Like, no, you can't apologize and, and mean it. You can't do that. And, well, that, I mean, I thought right. that was another a good moment. So it's in the just, comic, when Huey gets his powers, he inadvertently kills a hero, right? By punching through them because he gets, they all get super strength. The boys all get super strength mm-hmm. in the comics, right? And so when he gets right. his, because Butcher just shoots him up without like, you know, without asking. And um, like, I thought that was going to happen here. I thought he was going to kill A-Train for a second. And I was like, wow, what a, what a weird way to end A-Train's story. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. The whole like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Huey, and he's like, mm, no, I'm still gonna punch you. And how great was <laughs> A Train's reaction? Like, how did you do that? How how did you do? Like, it was so. Yeah, I mean, it was so so good. Um, Jesse Usher is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Jesse Jesse T Usher. Um, I thought he handled that scene really well. And then when he goes from that interaction to Blue Hawk and is Oof. like, yeah, he was like, I gotta, you know, he's like, I mean, you gotta do something. I want charges and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, nah, whatever. Um, and he's like, all right. And he like the way he kills him was brutal. Talk about a mean case of road rash, <sighs> man. Um, so when he stopped, I, like, so I rewatched it right before, like, it finished, like, right before we we started recording, right? And, like, mm-hmm. he was dragged for miles and miles and miles, probably hundreds of miles, right? And yeah. just at the end, like, his, like, because he turned him, I don't, like, he turned him over. Like, when he finished, like, he turned him over so he was face side up because when he was dragging him, he was face side down. Um, yeah. And, like, the entire, like, his body has just been like, you know, just rubbed away. Um, but if you look, his hand is like totally puffy and it's like, is it full of gravel? Like what is going on with the uh. puffy hand? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, and it's just because I, uh, I'm not, you know, uh, sick. I didn't want to like be like, Oh, wait, let me pull this up on the big screen <laughs> like, and look do it, at it. Yeah. Do a John Madden. Like, like watch this here. He's like, girl, boom. There's a lot of gravel in his in his hands. Right. But yeah, uh, and then I mean, again, we have the the it's not the finale, but the climax you have is I mean, because I mean there's not a lot going on. I mean, there are some really funny gags in Hero Gasm. Uh poor mother's milk just He got <laughs> He got it twice, and you know we we saw Love Sausage was back from was it what, that was season two, right? Yeah. Or, well, so he wasn't called Love Sausage until right, like you know, but yeah, I mean in the comic he was Love Sausage all along. But yeah, let's just get that Love Sausage away from me. Love Sausage, I like that name for me. Yeah. <laughs> and when uh, Mother's Milk gets called, you brown bear of a man. No, yeah. Uh, beautiful brown bear oh. or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah, just just lick it, you beautiful brown bear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to find who did the voice of that, and I couldn't find it. Oh, man, that was, yeah, that had me cackling. But, like, I mean, with, yeah, Herogasm, you had, yeah. Well, so, I mean, boy. that's that's the, sorry, um, that's, that's that's the, the subtitle thing. is, like, well, that was graphic, or, um, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is out of, our, our, out of five. So, anyway, so, no, go ahead. I'm going to save it. 
No, but then you have the Soldier Boy with uh, he gets you know revenge on the TNT, and I'm really thinking, and I thought this last episode, whatever that song is playing, it's almost like the uh, the trigger for went for you know Bucky and Winter Soldier, in you know that you know freight car 19 or whatever, because he heard that music mm-hmm. when he was downtown in New York and yep. he exploded, and every time he hears it. You see him flash back to his time where you know he was being experimented upon. So I, oh, and before I get into the fight, one of the things he, there were there was a moment where he reminded me a bit of uh, John Walker. And remember, I'll, the, uh, John Walker got some unnecessary hate in mm-hmm. you know Cap or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, when he was the best character in the show. <laughs> yes, he was, and. When when he's talking to Huey Soldier and Huey asks him about what happened and at first he's like doesn't doesn't shut up or whatever mm-hmm. and then he says I I don't I don't know I blacked out right. and he's then he then you can hear and again I love Jensen Ackles from you know just from Supernatural mm-hmm. but he says I didn't mean to kill those people right he's like I'm not a bad guy yeah or I'm not the bad guy or something yeah. and it was interesting I really too that, that he line. told that to Huey. Because mm-hmm. I think he knows if he tells Butcher, Butcher's going to view that as weakness. Yes, I, I absolutely. So. And so I thought when what uh, at the end when Annie's is you know doing her live stream and she's like he doesn't care about you or he doesn't care about people. Right. That, I, I thought that was a little unfair, based on like you don't know, <laughs> like she. A lot of what she's right. doing is she's channeling what she sees for Homelander, what she sees from the deep, what she sees from uh, A Train. I mean, just Vought in general. Yeah, Vought in general, and you don't know that. Uh, and I really hope they use this character as they they go forward, Soldier Boy, and make him more of that not not that you know Homelander type guy, but mm-hmm. a guy that does try to do right, and even though even if he screws up along the way at times. But he is trying to be a good guy. Right. I, that's that's more interesting to me than just having another. I mean, again, assuming he makes it out of this season, I don't know how it's going to end with right. you know, the whole Homelander butcher thing. But I w- that's what I would like to see from that character. Right. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because Soldier Boy is a completely different character than from the comic. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, he's I like I love this version of him so far. Um, I think the other interesting thing is with the, the V24, like Huey's bleeding or has some goo coming out of his ears. Um, yeah. which is, was a nice little thing. So we'll see how, I'm wondering if they're going to have to like do like the full version of compound V to like save. Uh, yeah. It might be that. Yeah. Huey and butcher. Um, so Huey can teleport and grab a person and teleport them out, but he can't keep his clothes on. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because if no, that's I, I think it's because gag? I, I think it's for the gag. I really do. I, yeah. I think I think it's it's gratuitous and, and stupid at this point. Um, yeah, but I I liked um I liked the whole thing with um, Annie on the talk show with Homelander with Victoria showing up, and then their interaction I thought was really good, which led to her like when she had to leave Mother's Milk and go to the tower. Which led mm-hmm. to her trying to save as many heroes as she could. Yes. Um, but I did like, I mean, Victoria had the best. She, Victoria legitimately had the best line in the show. In the show. She goes, when she said, I'm a, you know, I don't, I don't want to kill America's sweetheart. Or it, it'll be hard to kill, kill America's sweetheart, sweetheart, but not impossible. And as she walks out and yeah. starts bleeding, it's like, oh, that was, that's how you do a threat. Yeah. The thing is, like, she has to see what, she pops does she so if she gets yeah because wh- think about that fight she had in the alley with the guy he was she didn't couldn't pop his you know anything on him until she saw it uh, so okay she gets blinded she can't see oh that's interesting i wonder what happened to her kid yeah that's what i'm really interested about so. because that's what two i mean that's uh, two episodes yeah it was two episodes at ago. least yeah I mean, yeah, so, so we know we're I'm, getting a season four. Like, I don't want, I don't want anything bad. I mean, obviously we need bad stuff to happen to Victoria, but I don't want anything bad to happen to her this season. I want her to be the big bad in the next season. I was going to say, um, I think she would be a good big bad. And, uh, like 
like her whole thing about like, oh, they made deep fakes of me blowing Bin Laden. You know, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, she doesn't care about any of these people. She's she's out for herself. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it was good. I liked it. All right. So out of five wrong doors at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mother's milk. Yeah, sorry, uh, I give it four point five. This is definitely my favorite episode of the season, not just because of the just just that fight scene was so great, uh, had me up and cheering. But just the character development and the character moments were right about as good as you can get for everybody. And again, it's one of those where you get where people are coming from, even if you don't necessarily agree with you, you get where they're coming from and you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Four and a half out of five. Yeah. I'm a four point two five out of five wrong doors at the wrong time. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really good. Um, it has me excited for where, where, what we're going to see happen in the last two episodes. Yes. All right. Um, so moving on to Superman and Lois. Oh, we're at 45 minutes. So we're going to be at a tight hour. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to Superman and Lois, the penultimate episode. Um, we're coming back after, what was it, a two-week break? Yes. Uh, yeah, since June 7th. So two-week break, uh, which kind of sucks because that last episode ended on a really good cliffhanger with uh, Allie um, in the in-between space and telling Lana to go merge with uh, the Our World's Lana. Um, I will say I do love when they say, what on square earth? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a fun thing that's like um by saying by odin's fade um anyway <laughs> you get that right yeah yeah that's by ridiculous fade. i you know <laughs> what i almost i almost said we should review that but then it's like we'd have to buy it and i yeah. i don't think i could i i read a couple scans of the you know a yeah. couple pages of yeah. it and it was hard to read. Oh, yeah. I it, saw was it. Just, I saw it. it was so, hard to read. Yeah. So anyway. Um, all right. So the earths are beginning to merge. The sky is turning red. The cube world in, or I'm sorry, the cube world sun has appeared in the sky. So we've got a Tatooine-esque situation going on with two suns. Um, it's interesting how things are flickering and changing. And you didn't realize, I guess maybe I didn't realize just how dirty the inverse world was. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. That's I. That's one of the things I noticed about it. So, and so no wonder they want to merge, right? Those people are all slobs, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, we just kind of gave up, so we're gonna take over this other world, and 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 bring all of our like." I feel like it's a really good metaphor for Texas right now, with people coming and then voting the way they voted at the places they're fleeing. Like, don't do that. Yeah. So, um. Although I do think it's weird that the, the inverse world's version is the one that becomes the dominant personality. So that's what I was trying to figure out. Why is that? I don't is, know. Is it, or is it just because we're seeing that because we're on, you know, this on Pri Earth Prime and uh, the same yeah. thing is happening, might be happening to the inverse and then once they merge, it's going to be, you know, 50-50. What is it going to be? So we, I'm not, I'm not really know. sure, you know, because, like, we the alley that we see, the alley Austin that we see is is the inverse version of her. But it's it's at the same time, it's not because. Oh, I'm it, just saying by the look. And that was. Yeah. So, oh, well, uh, by the look. And but, you I know, mean, she, she does the venom thing and yeah. with the we mm -hmm. when she was, well, right. you know, when she was talking last episode. So that was the biggest question I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago where I said, OK, if you merge with your other self, who becomes in control? And then it, it's mentioned here where who says that where it says, like, basically, you don't exist anymore. Yeah. And it's almost like you become a third person. Jonathan, Jonathan said that. But then, because when he was telling okay. Clark, like, yeah, you're just going to die because if my dad had lived, yeah. um, then you would have merged with him and maybe you could have saved him. But, you know, he's he's dead. So you're John L. Be dead. John L. Um, yeah. Superboy. <laughs> Thanks. <Jordan. laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, like, is the Kyle from the inverse dead because Kyle disappeared. 
yeah, and that's yeah, that was the other thing I I was wanted to know. I and again we were when we were talking, you know, when we we're you know after watching it, yeah. and I mentioned I thought for a second that Kyle was good, like when Lana or inverse Lana came mm-hmm. onto the scene, I thought she was going to land on that truck. Yeah, right. Cause it because it was how the shot was how they pan, panned out to the shot. I was like, okay, some something's coming here. It just was right after that the truck uh, Kyle and uh, yeah. I, I always forget the the younger daughter's name Sophia because she's not Sophia. like in the show she's just yeah randomly there um yeah I I, I think like again I just like, I think everything they're doing here is really really interesting um watch Sarah seeing Jordan save her and her mom oh that was, was great and like yes you know and then she got mad at Lana. You know, and it's like, well, she was going to tell you, but then she realized it was a bad idea. Um, yeah. I think, uh, Nat, Nat, God, I fucking love Natalie now. Yeah. Like, think of the character Natalie. Talk about, talk about character progression and growth, right? Like, we saw Natalie, what she was at the beginning of the season, and we, neither one of us liked her. No. Like, um. And, you know, I mean, that that's kind of hard when they, they add this character who's supposed to be, like, a main part of the show. And and then it's like, oh, no, she's just not. She's This, this just isn't a good character. But um, Taylor Buck is killing it. I Just just killing it this season. Just the way she's, she's taken Natalie from petulant to just badass. And the way she carries herself is different. And mm-hmm. I just, I really, I really love what they're doing with that character. And she... And she works well with everyone. How she, mm-hmm. you know, works with Jonathan and uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the chemistry between her and Wooly Parks is John Henry Irons yeah. is so good. I, I right. And I really like the conversation. He it, so when they he said, you know, yeah, you can come with me. I was like, wow, I, I'm surprised. But then when he, you know, locks out her suit, mm-hmm. but Operate, the uh, reasoning he vapor lock. Yeah, but the reasoning he gives for it too. It makes sense. It wouldn't make sense for in this uh, for them both to go out there, right? And having someone here, as he says, someone there, mm-hmm. and you know, you can guide me back. And but she we ends also up being need needed, someone here, right? Um, right. So, and I thought here's the, here's the character growth part because then Natalie at the beginning of the season would have hacked the suit, got it powered up, and as, as soon as he left, and then followed him. This one actually understood what she needed to do, what her part of the plan mm-hmm. was, and you know was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then just luckily it unlocked when Jordan needed her most. Um, yeah, but their little team up with the hammer that was good in the church or wherever that was the gymnasium was freaking great. Just in in the way they shoot it, I love how Jordan's powers are so inconsistent right now. Because he hasn't yeah. really, he really hasn't been trained. Um, like when Clark needed to go to the fortress, to, to house fortress. And um, Jonathan's like, well, John, Jordan, you can fly him. And he's like, I can't land. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to land. And, I'm going to hurt dad. Yeah. And I, I really like that, that, you know, they could have, I thought they were going to have him do it. And he, you know, he's successful. It worked out so much better because mm-hmm. like you said, he is still growing into this stuff. And we saw the last time he flew, how he landed. It's not something you're going to pick up overnight. <laughs> well, well, okay. So here's the funny thing, right? Is when, 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 when these Kryptonians land, they like, right. And they, they break the ground yeah. around them a little bit. Even Clark does that, which is so weird because it's like Superman, like, you know, it's like in the, the end of the Justice League Unlimited um, cartoon when he's fighting Dark Dark uh, Dark Side. And he's like, I live in a world that's made of cardboard. I feel like I can yeah. break something, someone. You know, I have to I have to essentially walk on eggshells. And if I cut loose for even a second, someone's going to get hurt or die. Um, and and it's, it's, it's one, it's, to me, it's a small thing, but it's just kind of another misunderstanding of the Superman character where, you know, when he lands... Like it should be, even if he's coming in hot, like it should still be with care, great care. Um, yeah. You know, the same thing with the flash, like the reason the flash doesn't like explode people as he runs by them at the speed of sound is because of how he handles the speed force. And I feel like the flash show did a really good job at that. Yeah. 
and and again, sometimes I wonder if they just do that for a stylistic, you know, entrance or whatever. But I mean, you've seen him when he told when he showed Lana who he was, slow like floated up out off the ground under control. So the opposite, the inverse would be true as well. Huh, inverse, in the sense of how he would land, he could do the same thing. I so I think it's more of a stylistic choice, not necessarily that they. It's just, I think it's just more stylistic right. than anything. Yeah. And it's kind of off of, in, I, and again, I don't remember how that other show, Supergirl, was, how she landed. But I, I think it's almost more like... Uh, oh, 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 I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more <laughs> like the violence that they use for Man of Steel. Although, again, Man of Steel, he was learning his powers. Or in this case, he was learning to fly at 33 years old. Mm-hmm. But... That that violence, which I I absolutely love from a cinematic perspective of him taking off. So that's that's what I think. Um, but I love Jordan saying that in the sense of I, I I can't trust my power this part of my powers enough, where I wouldn't hurt or even kill my father. Right. So, and and I love Lo- Lois's response. She's like, "It's okay, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's we'll get it." Yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those things that, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's such a good show, and and they do like for me, that's a nitpick, right? Um, so John is like in the in between, right? Like, what's going to happen to John John Henry Irons? Yeah, I don't know. I Dang. think we're not going to know what's going to happen to Steel until next season. That could work. So, because it'll be the opposite of what the first season was because he just assumed Natalie was dead. And Natalie, then, her purpose will be to bring her dad home. Mm -hmm. And And that would be, and I think they could open up bigger things mm -hmm. because where, where John Henry goes, that would be great for a way to, to introduce other, you know, other things or other, you know, stuff that's out there, maybe. Because yeah. it seems like there's no other introduce. heroes on this world. <laughs> right. And so you need something because, you know, after he defeats, you know, this alley slash parasite, mm-hmm. or, and again, you, you can't, this is not something you can do for two seasons. This no. is not an interesting enough story. So even if it travels the first couple episodes, because they, didn't they do, didn't they do that in season one or something that something, they, they had a, I, I forgot how, like, well, even with John Henry, you know, the first, was it the first seven episodes or six episodes? I can't remember. Yeah. Where he was, he was on the, um, ba- on, on the one side. Yeah. The Captain Luthor. Captain Luthor. So, yeah, I, I think they, they'll probably rectify the alley thing. If not, it would, they, they, they can't use alley as the villain for yeah. season three. So having John Henry, having that mission of finding John Henry and then, or you know when they defeat Ali, it opens up something where that's when you'll have you know a stronger villain or someone that they all have to come together. That's where I'm. That's where I see this going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I love Parasite. So I love Parasite's like my Parasite's my favorite Superman villain. Like we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast. But I love the changes that they've made to Parasite here with the. With the whole cult and and just kind of the way her powers are, and then merging it with the Bizarro story, I don't know. It's just it's super. It's a super creative way to change things up. Yeah, I, I agree. I, so. I and again, that's one of those things where you you get. I mean, we just talked about the boys. The boys has changed a lot with mm-hmm. some of these characters, not just this season, but the first two seasons as well. And they've done it in a way where it's not, as we see all too often, it's not shitting on the comic or the original material, but it's in, in ways it's, you know, it's keeping it level, but at the same time, in certain uh, respects, it's enhancing certain things. Yeah. So this is another example of showing how you don't have to, when we say, you know, be in true to the comics, we're not necessarily saying you have to do beat for beat, word for no. word. And this it's, is a version from the comics. So, which is like, I mean, this is actually a deep cut. Like Alex and Alexandra mm-hmm. Alston are a deep cut. Yeah. Like they were, they were performed. They had, you know, experiments performed on them by, 
Professor Hamilton and, you know, one like Alex was the green, you know, they were teenagers, right? So Alex was the green parasite and Alexandra was the purple one. Um, and they were trying to, you know, make up for, for what had happened to them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. I like it. I I, I dig it. Um, you know, I, I think I actually have the issue where they, they premiered or, uh, the key issue where they first show up. Uh, I, I will say, um, the alley story definitely has to run its course next episode. Yeah. Um, I'm just, here's my interest. Here's what's interesting is, you know, Clark made a point of saying like, Oh, well I was four before I got my powers and his mom in, in Tal's, um, uh, fortress was telling him there was a way to do it before she got all scrambled. Uh, but it could kill him. So I wonder if he's gonna catch up. And then I was thinking like, well, when Zod came to earth and I got, um, I was getting confused with, uh, young, the, <laughs> least, the most recent season of young justice when, um, uh-huh. when, uh, Zod came and like got powered up and like quicker, like, cause, uh, his son figured it out using Superman's fortress, but it was, uh, I mean, like, obviously they're going to do something, but I love that the episode's called waiting for Superman and mm-hmm. that Clark showed up without any powers. And it was just, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just, just, it was a great, like go home episode for the finale. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah, um, so I'm so, really looking forward to seeing what we get next week. Oh yeah. So let's say out of, out of five sad Supermans, what do you what do you <laughs> give the episode? Uh, I give this a four, uh, another strong outing, mm-hmm. and it, it really it really does a good job setting up our finale. Sadly, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I am sad about that. But I mean, we got a lot of good moments. We got that you know great you know getting John L back, and you know he's you know getting away. Or like, wait a minute, did they get away, or did they did yeah, they mention that they got away? Yeah, but you know that team up with Natalie and just you know where where we're left with John Henry. So I give it a four out of five. I, I think it's a like it's a it's a great lead into the finale. Yeah, I too went four out of five. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a great setup for for next week. Um, I also really enjoyed um, the team up aspect between Natalie and Jordan. Um, I really, I liked, I liked when the light went off in Sarah's eyes, realizing what was happening. And it was really interesting that she blamed, um, her mom and not Jordan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then like Chrissy's got to go. She's got to go. Yes. Like, like no more Chrissy. Like she's the worst character on the show. And so, then Lucy has to go as well. I mean, yeah, Lucy definitely has to go because there's no redemption. But she's not Lucy. on the show as nearly yeah. as much. I mean, if so. Lucy has to go, Lucy doesn't necessarily have to be killed off. Yeah, she just has to not uh, show up again. Yeah, but I, I would really, I'd really find it interesting for the Smallville Gazette to be run by Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Yes. Um, I think that opens up the wider world of, because the show is not called Smallville. It's called Superman and Lois. For a reason. So yes. Anyway. All right. Well, that's the episode. What's that? An hour and three minutes. What are we? Uh, close. It's close. close. So we were we were a tight. Well, at the end of this, will be a tight hour and five minutes. So. Yeah. I mean, that was our plan all along. <laughs> right. We we I said forty five <laughs> when and you know and you know we are on Daryl time. So I mean we're 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 early, for for your time. So I just shook the uh, magic eight ball and it says, that's a damn lie. So. <laughs> I just shook it and said, I don't have a magic eight ball. So I have the magic eight ball app on my phone. When I shake it, it says, yes, Daryl tells you he's going to be there at one time and shows up a half hour later. <laughs> so, Like I said, that's a not truth. We're a uh, not you're, truth. You're right. You're right. It's like 45 minutes later. <laughs> more like eight eight all right i'm gonna time you tomorrow night you better be within that eight minute window or else 
I don't know. Well, we haven't said what time yet, so now. <laughs> wow. Anyway. All right. On that note, all right. thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. See you. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.